When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we're all in take five. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin, Texas, Sports, The Horn. Hook them up on a Friday edition, very special Friday edition, first day of December. Also a Big 12 Championship Friday edition of Hook 'em Up with E and uh, Nick Shuley this week with uh, Rod Babers out dealing with the COVID protocols. And he'll be back on Monday with us. Um, sucks for Rod. I know he's bumming. Uh, you know, his biggest concern is he and his wife both are, have been positive. And they've got a baby at home and uh, baby Monroe. And uh, all signs point to everything's okay at this point. So we'll keep you posted on that. But um, he's been dealing with that this week. And uh, as the Longhorns are prepping for a Big 12 championship game, hope to get Rod right back in here on Monday. Uh, a lot of comments coming in on our Bullish or BS segment talking Cowboys big win last night. Uh, also on the Deion Sanders is the SI Sports Person of the Year. Somebody said soccer is not football. Here it's about American football, guys. Uh, fair enough. I just when, if you're look they, when they choose these people of the year, sports people, persons, it's, news person of the year, they want controversy, right? They want you to disagree with it. Let's let's be fair. Because um, if you're going to go with an Ameri- the North American athlete, I would have gone. Which by the way, Lionel Messi is now. He's playing for Inter Miami, which transformed the sport and a, an entire league. But I would have gone Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we forget back in February he just won the Super Bowl, won the MVP, and you know quarterback the greatest season of all time arguably I mean I mean it's arguable I mean led the you know won the MVP of the regular season won the MVP of the Super Bowl led the league in passing yards I mean he did something no one's ever done to accomplish I mean check all all four of those boxes um and you know and lead the Chiefs to another Super Bowl win and one of the best Super Bowls we've, we've seen in in all time. I mean, the, the game with the Eagles is an unbelievable game. So I would have leaned Patrick Mahomes, but I know that was months and months and months ago, so they're trying to you know, strike while the iron's hot. But either way, we'll take your thoughts on that. Uh, this says, you're right, Dak is playing well at the moment. Very simple. Uh, this says, true, Ty, Jerry will give Dak a contract till he's 50. He keeps playing like this. Somebody said, fact check yourself. I don't believe Russell Wilson ever won the MVP. That is true. Thank you for the note. Russell Wilson did not win the MVP. Aaron Rodgers was the winner of the MVP in 20 and 14. Okay, so uh, before we get to the headlines, I'm going to talk to Quan Cosby. Lifetime legendary Longhorn, QC. The man. Hypothetical college football lines from uh, BetMGM. You ready for these? This is, you asked why Oregon's getting so much love, okay? Right now, Vegas has Oregon power rated right with, with, with Georgia as the two best teams in the country. Vegas. Uh, so right now, so... Oregon, according to Vegas, would be a two-point favorite in a game with Michigan on a neutral site. Two-point favorite. What? Yep. Uh, Georgia would be a one-point favorite versus Oregon on a neutral site. One point? One point. (laughs) Georgia would be a ten-point favorite versus Washington, and Oregon is a ten-point favorite versus Washington right now. Uh, Texas would be an eight-point underdog to Georgia, a five-point underdog to Michigan. 
And they don't, I don't have an Oregon one here. Oh, I would love to see what they would say. Because that, that means they did, like, double-digit Oregon over Texas with those, I, I think, with that logic, right? Well, if, if, well no, if, if Georgia's eight, then that, the seven and a half, eight would be right what Oregon is. Over Texas? Yeah. You th- no, they, they'd give. Well, because Georgia's a one-point favorite against Oregon head-to-head. Yeah. So it would be close. What, uh, what, what is the what, – I'm just trying to understand what the reasoning is. For, is this because of the 63-19 win over Cal Berkeley High School? Like what? What are what? Where did this come from? I don't get. It. Is this boat? Is this seventy-eight percent completion percentage? I just don't understand where this comes well, from. I, I mean, think I, they're I, good. I've watched them like five times, but uh, they're not. Well, because if their metrics tell you offense and defense are both top ten units, uh, but they wouldn't win the Big Twelve. I don't think this team oh, would win the Big see, Twelve. I, you you think that Ty? I want I want Ty's opinion on that. <laughs> Ty, would Oregon? I'm going to trust Vegas over either, um, either you two. The West Coast is soft, is my opinion. Oh, the West Coast. My man. Well, I mean, that's my one of the. I mean, Mark, let's keep this in mind. This is not Chip Kelly, Oregon, right? This I agree. Is, this it's is, Dan Lanning. And well, well great. It, and it was began by Mario Cristobal. Yep, they're who's tough. an offensive line guy, and he he came from you know the the SEC, and he started the idea. Remember, Kelvin Banks was committed to Oregon before he was committed to Texas, and when Mario Cristobal took the Miami job, is when his recruitment reopened, and Texas was able to get the best left tackle, one of the best left tackles in the country. Uh, and so he was building lines of scrimmage before he left. And then, Mar- then Dan Lanning comes in from Georgia, where it's all about lines of scrimmage. Uh, I, I, I think you underrate them. I, I, they may be a tad overrated. I'm just telling you what Vegas thinks. I, I don't right underrate them. With- I, I think they're overrated. I think they're very good. So that's, that's not what I'm saying. Well, but, I, yeah. again, the, you know, the, 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 the Vegas line makers have them right about even inside a field goal with both Georgia and Michigan. So, and so the three best teams in the country, according to Vegas's power ratings, are Michigan, Georgia, and Oregon. Texas, by the way, would be a seven-point favorite against Florida State and a seven-point favorite against Washington. So Texas is right there as the fourth-best team as far as Vegas go. Um, you know, big picture. But they got to win, and they got to win. Now, Alabama's not on this thing, and, you know, what happens if Alabama beats, beats Georgia on Saturday? Uh, we'll see. Wait, Washington was, was – what was Texas the Texas would be a favorite over Washington. How, that, how does that check out? The, like, Washington beat Oregon. But Oregon would be – you think Oregon would be favored over Texas? Oregon would be favored over Texas, yes. But Washington beat Nick, Oregon. Nick, you're forgetting that Bo Nix has a 78%. Oh, Washington that's percentage. right. That's right. Gosh, man, I, I, thanks for okay. telling me that's that. Well, that's listen to listen what you're saying. <laughs> Washington beat Oregon, yes. But they're playing tonight, and Oregon's a 10-point favorite. See, now I'm rooting for you, Dub. <laughs> now I'm rooting for – You should. That's, you that's, should. That's, that's my parents' rivals, So, and I'm, I'm rooting for it. So let's, let's go. Oh, I'm, going, I'm all in. I think Washington winning would be, like you all said, one of those teams that can get in regardless. It's, it's a play-in game. I, I agree with that. It's a play-in game. Hey, let's get to the headlines. Let's get to the uh, top stories on this busy Friday morning. It's jam-packed. We've got Quan Cosby coming next. Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring it to you. We'll start with the wild one in Arlington last night, Thursday night. Football to kick off week 13, a game that featured uh, the Cowboys and Seahawks. It also featured nine touchdowns, over 250 penalty yards, and zero punts for either side. Only the sixth time that's ever happened in the NFL. No punts in a game. Dak Prescott threw three touchdown passes, though, included a 12-yard strike to Jake Ferguson. Under five minutes to play, that propelled the Cowboys to their 14th consecutive home win, 41-35. Rookie kicker Brandon Aubrey nailed four field goals. That extends his NFL record to 26 in a row to start a career on defense after getting torched most of the game by Seattle's DK Metcalf. Deron Bland made his NFL-leading eighth interception late in the third quarter. And then the Cowboys' D got fourth down stops on the Seahawks' final three possessions to preserve the win and improve to 9-3 and three ahead of next Sunday's showdown with division-leading Philadelphia in Arlington. Sunday, this Sunday, of course, the Eagles will host the San Francisco 49ers. 
Uh, speaking of Arlington, all eyes on AT&T Stadium tomorrow at 11 a.m., 7th-ranked Texas, facing Oak State, Oklahoma State, in the Big 12 championship game. Longhorns and Cowboys have met uh, 38 times since uh, 1916. Texas holds a 26-11 and 11 advantage in the series. The uh, Oklahoma State uh, was 1-9 in the last 13, however. Much more on that matchup coming up throughout the morning. Basketball, Max Aceman scored her career-best 26 last night. 16th-ranked Longhorns get past Texas State, 77-58. Kind of an up-and-down performance for the Horns at Moody Center, but they're now 6-1. and one. Uh, Next up for them, a trip to Marquette to play, thir- to play uh, Shock and Smart's third wing squad in the country. Texas women will play a showdown game this a- this Sunday afternoon with, uh, with the 10th-ranked Horns, and Vic Schaefer hosts 11th-ranked UConn at Moody Center. Gregory Jim last night, busy night on the 40 Acres. Texas volleyball team in action. Defending national champs began playing the NCAA volleyball tournament, took down A&M, Texas A&M, three games to one. Second-seeded Texas will now face seventh-seeded SMU tonight at seven. Mustang topped Texas State earlier in the day. In the NBA last night, Trey Young, Scored a season-high 45 to lead Atlanta to a 137-135 win over the Spurs down in San Antonio. That is uh, 13 losses in a row for San Antonio. Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Don't be a ho-ho-ho. Bring anything on Foster Village's Amazon wish list on our Facebook page and get up to 20% off your rental or purchase. Topgun.net, we'll shoot you straight. All right, so, yeah, props to the uh, Longhorn uh, volleyball team. Anytime you beat the Aggies, right? Anytime you beat the Aggies, you, you didn't make it out to that match, did you? That I did not. I, was, I actually was talking to uh, TJ Ford, and he was, I called him. Uh, Name dropper. Uh, no, 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 because I was trying to get him to call in today. And so I called him, and he was sitting uh, He was sitting at the volleyball game. He went to the volleyball game and the basketball game last night. He's become, He and uh, Jared Elliott have become really good friends, and TJ's daughter is big into volleyball, so he goes to a lot of the games. It's kind of cool to see. Yeah, uh, Madison Skinner had a big game. Ajo O'Neal had an outstanding match as well there, but uh, Madison Skinner, the Big 12 player of the year had 20 kills and they will play SMU tonight let's go to the Vaqueros hotline anytime there's a big Longhorn game we got to talk to one of the best our man Quan Cosby uh the lifetime Longhorn what's up Quan? how are you man hey what's up baby and a uh, funny story about Madison Skinner I was in Waco Texas when her dad was playing at Baylor he's a pretty good basketball player back in the day but uh volleyball team arguably one of the best shows on the campus so it's good that they got a win in basketball as well i'm good baby. yeah man big week uh, moody center will be rocking uh, with uconn and texas on sunday and of course uh, arlington what's your plan for the weekend i know you'll be at the game Quan, up there on uh, on tomorrow morning ah, man i am uh packed and ready i am heading to dallas at about 9 30 and it is a pretty dang good feeling to be going to arlington and getting ready for this game and and really just fired up about the weekend. I know y'all talk about it plenty, but this selection, because I don't call it a playoff because it's not, this selection stuff has never seen what it's seen this year. I'm surprised it's been around for a while, but um, I'm happy that we're in the conversation. So, yeah, my plan is to go to Hartzell, El Tice, and those guys is having a little party tonight at Vince and Selden, and a lot of us will go to, and then um, the big game in the morning. Dang, speaking of name droppers, you got, maybe you can get me in on that thing there. I'll be up there, Quan. Get me into the L-Type Hartzell party. Uh, sounds pretty good to be or, or go to the TJ Ford party with uh, Nick over Qu- here. Quan can't name drop. He's one of the names. <laughs> I know, right. See, as, a, as a name, you can't name drop. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's Quan. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. No, I'm, that's hilarious. I was just giving Nick uh, grief for that. <laughs> hey, um, y- your thoughts on this team. I know you've done some games on the sidelines this year to filling in for, for Will. Um, and so you've been up close to them. Obviously, you've watched them all year. It's a, I, I've said all year, they've been frustrating at times and, you know, maddening at times with the, you know, blowing the leads and having to, to survive. But 
Uh, they're a very likable team and a very easy team to root for with the guys and the character on this team, the football character they play with. You've been on the sidelines to see it. What, what impresses you about this squad? I think, you know, Sark talks about it all the time. He, he's been working on so many things, nothing more important than their culture. And, and by culture, he talks about this together, togetherness and all those different things. And I think that's what I see, man. The, the couple of games, of course, I love not doing the sideline. Will does a great job. But the couple of games I did, is the most fun part is post-game and sitting in the locker room because then you can, you can watch film on who these guys really are. And, I, you know, and when I was in TCU, I had a long talk with Sweat about our date. And what's funny is the, the whole time, other than Malcolm Brown once, the whole time I did the radio and we were going through that transition, none of the players even inquired on, hey, man, what was y'all's locker room like? Hey, what did y'all do right? What did y'all do different? How was it playing against, uh, you know, with Vince, Colt, all of the above? And I do two games in the second one. I'm sitting there talking to the whole D-line about that perspective and, and the mindset we took into every game. So these guys are different, man. They, they just, they, they've just grown up a lot. They've been developed with, you know, Bo and Sark and their whole staff. And I think that's, that's what I'm saying. And, man, the most complete game, Alabama was close, but nothing more than what you saw versus Tech last week. Every freaking phase just dominated them. And I have a real hate for Tech, so I appreciate it even more. And so, um, yeah, man, that's what I see. They're, they're on a mission. Um, they're, they're, they are trending in the right direction. This is not an excuse, but a couple of those close games, we did have our backup quarterback. Hint, hint, Florida State shouldn't be in the playoff. But, but the, um, the, really, I, I just like where they are and where they're trending. And, and I think Gundy's going to do his thing. He always has phenomenal game plans versus us. But I think we just have too much this year. Yeah, and, and, and you know, you you played professional sports, Rod, or Quan, you played in Major League Baseball, the minors, and, of course, uh, in the NFL after your Texas career. And, you know, one of the things you like about uh, this team, and they don't shy away from the idea of, you know, creating – some some energy, right? If you need to take some bulletin board material, the old FAFO thing that they're running with, um, you know, I kind of like it. You know, it, it's it's you keep receipts on things, Quan. I mean, as a competitive athlete, uh, that can be that can be a you know, they they've rallied around it, and I think they've taken it personal. I think that's a good thing that you know people taking shots at their culture that they've worked so hard on. Um, you know, it, 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 I know it's refreshing for Longhorn fans to see it, but you've seen it from the sideline angle. Uh, this this team takes things personal, and that's a good thing. That's a great thing. There's two, two points I'll make on that. Um, one, like Dion started the year taking receipts. Now, unfortunately, Dion's run out of receipts. But um, really, uh, and the Big 12. The Big 12 are like the Aggies. They make their own jokes, and they give us so much material. Gundy being the coach of the year, come on now. He, he did do a phenomenal job. Let's be real. He actually did because, you know, to, to start the way he did, and now he's in the Big 12 championship, he did a phenomenal job. But – Come on. You, you got, you know, Texas, the year that they had. To, if, if we didn't have a playoff game, Texas is a Big 12 champ. So another kind of slap in the face by the guys in the Big 12. And, and I, the second I saw that, I was like, yes, God, thank you, because you just pissed our team off even more by sliding their coach like that. And so um, I, there's going to be more than enough reason, and like you said, and receipts and motivation. And I'll, I'll say this. There's a time where – in the Herman area, it was like he got up for the big games. The beauty in this culture is they're going to be fired up no matter what. What I think these receipts do is help eliminate that third quarter lull that we see. 
You know, they always come out fired up, okay in the second quarter, third quarter a little fight and find a way in the fourth quarter. That third quarter, these guys just going to keep chopping at the bit. That's what we saw in Lubbock. I remember watching, not in Lubbock, the game last week. I said, you know what, if we score at least one touchdown in the third quarter, Tech is in trouble. But we scored multiple. And so, really, I think that's what it's going to do. These guys are hungry. They've never even been, most of them have never been a part of something like this. And so uh, there's going to be those jitters. that, And I'm happy for them because there's some good guys. Jay Witt coming back, you know, the guys at Ford coming back. I want this, I want this for them as bad as anybody. And then um, I will be screaming at the top of the mountain that we need to be in that playoff if it works out. He is Quan Cosby, and uh, he'll be in Arlington, uh, I guess he's Metroplex tonight, Arlington tomorrow, as I will be. I'll get you my travel plans coming up so you can come join the party this afternoon and tomorrow morning. Uh, Quan Tavondre Sweat, you mentioned he and Murph uh, up front. I mean, you've, you've been around Texas football a long time. What kind of season is this guy having? I mean, is this uh, as good as any defensive lineman has, has ever had at Texas? I mean, where do you rank what, what T. Sweat has done over the, the first you know, 12 games of this year? Man, I tell you, it's so many factors because in today's era, D-linemen, they get their love, but you don't see this type of – I mean, I think y'all said it the other day, this suit type of year. Um, and But I played with my man Roy Miller, and he had a hell of a time, you know, especially interior. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys on the edge, Radko, Jeffco, they all had these level years. But interior, we got the Casey Hamptons that Rod know very well. It, it, it was one of those years. It, it truly is. It's a Casey Hampton, Corey Redding, Sean Rogers, just insanely dominating year that we haven't seen maybe since. I, and, again, I love Roy. I don't know if it was this level of domination because, I mean, Sweat is truly controlling. And, and, and goal, of course, Murphy is right there with him. I was looking at a stat of the um, D lineman playing this week and, you know, Sweat's by far, you know, number one, and, and Murphy's number four. And so that's why I like our chances versus the Okie State team. Um, Gundy, always very, very honest about things, said if they make us one-dimensional, a.k.a. if we can't run the football, we're going to have a tough night. And I think um, if he watched that film, they're, they're going to struggle with that, and, and certainly the anchor of that is Sweat, but um, right next to him is Murphy, who's just balling out as well, and now you have T. Hill and the other guys on the edge landing because of uh, how much attention those guys um, get from just being dominating all year. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Thanks, Quan. I, I got a quick question for you. I think a lot of us are kind of looking to the sky for help this weekend on on what needs to happen for Texas to get in. Obviously, Texas needs to win, but in your eyes, what are what are you rooting for this weekend? Man, that's a good question, Nick. And, and by the way, Four is the best, man. I love that guy. He is, uh, he's, he's an ambassador. We need to find someone on campus for him to do. Um, but the, uh, for real. this is the thing I want our fans to do. I'm uh, My number one thing for this weekend is for Texas to be the Big 12 champion. And that's it. And by the way, if something doesn't work out in our favor, who gives a who nanny? It worked out in our favor because we're Big 12 champs and we're leaving this conference. We haven't been 12-1 and one in a very long time. And so nope. that's really, for me, I'm going to be present, and I'm going to enjoy every freaking second going to Dallas today, getting ready for a big – there's a lot of teams not playing today. Ohio State's in a mix, and they're not playing this weekend. And so there's, there's a lot. I'm going to be as present as can be and hope that we win that. And I don't care if we win by one. It'd be nice if we win by 40. So that's where I am, Nick. I really am. And, and we'll see how it works out next week if we take care of business. 
but don't let that be disappointing. I mean, this still is a phenomenal season. We're still we're not there yet, if you're being honest. And I think Sark will say the same thing. We're still culture's gotten better. We found ways to win. That's all great stuff. But we still have ways to go. We would have our hands full. They would have their hands full versus a Michigan, a, a Georgia, and all these other teams. But um, nah, man, that's me. I'm gonna be president. It's gonna be. We're in the Big Twelve Championship. I want to win that, and then I'm gonna celebrate the rest of the weekend and see how it all plays itself out. Man, I love that. I think that's great. I think that's sage advice and yeah. great perspective for all of us. Great Thanks. perspective, no doubt. Hey, Quan, thanks so much, man. Uh, safe travels up uh, through your hometown of Waco, and I'll be doing the same trip today. And uh, hope to see you up there at some point and hook them, man. Thanks, thanks for the visit this morning. Hey, heck yeah, man. Hook them, gentlemen. Y'all do a phenomenal job. And be safe uh, going through those small towns, especially in Italy. Those cops need to stay in their town and get on Pop 35. <laughs> Uh, no, not a lead foot today. Thank you, Quan. Yeah, Italy. We won't, we'll, we won't mess around with Italy right there on the way into Waxahachie. Uh, all right, brother. There's Quan Cosby uh, with the great perspective. Be present. I like that. I love that. Sound like our Mark Twain quotes yesterday, right? Keep it simple. Be sage, present. Sage advice. And that's been, you know, I know Longhorn fans are a bit conflicted, but yes, enjoy this. Enjoy this team. Uh, if they win the Big 12 championship game on the way out, a bookend for the championships. Not enough over the years, but the first one and the last one. And uh, forever receipts on a, long year, a lot of your longtime rivals as you head off to the SEC. And I also like that Daniel Kwan with good perspective that they're not there yet. Like they're not to where Michigan and Georgia are. That's where they want to get, right? Uh, they're on their way. Uh, a couple more recruiting classes and uh, establishing this culture and passing it on down the line. But uh, it starts with a championship. And if you don't win the championship tomorrow, you're still lacking, right? You still leave with a terrible taste in your mouth because you're a, you're a heavy favorite in this game. All right, we'll come back and pick that up. Also, more from Sark from his media availability yesterday, his thoughts on uh, this game and uh, where we are a couple days out. Uh, we'll also be at the turn, which means Tiger Woods was back on the golf course yesterday down in the Bahamas. Get you full details at the turn. Coming next on Hook'em Up. Turn is presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's day. Indeed, we're at the turn halfway through our Friday edition, our Big 12 Championship Friday edition. And uh, as we sit here in our beautiful South Austin Onion Creek Studios, to, uh, Nick, overlooking the 13th tee box on the North Course. You know, you can, are, you, are you a golfer at all, Nick? I don't know this about you. I, I was till the age of 14, and then we, uh, my dad got rid of the uh, Lost Creek Country Club membership, <laughs> and I, that was the last time I picked up a club until my brother-in-law's bachelor party, and it's not like riding a bike. <laughs> it is not. No, it's a challenge. Come on, uh, LCC Creek, for life. LC, well, you know, they're, they're changing that. That's going to be the Westlake Country Club now. Whoa, you know whoa, whoa. What? Yeah. ACC is? No, L, no, Lo no Lost way. Creek. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they know about the rebrand re of LCC. Yeah, Lost Creek, is, uh, been re they're redoing it. They're renovating the course, and it's coming back online as the Westlake Country Club. Interesting. My family yeah. has been members of that tight. country club since it opened. So we'll, we'll yeah, see what well, they Well, then they'll be members of the WCC. I was I kicked off recently. <laughs> <laughs> Add that to the, how many places are you banned <laughs> well, from, no, Ty? It's more of an age <laughs> thing there. Uh, oh, I, I, oh I, you kicked I, off the membership. Yeah, I got you. I have to get a junior membership at this point. I got you. I, I got you. Yeah, I've been well, skating uh, on it for a few years. Well, this see, point. this is what the, uh, the, the, the Callahan's General Store 
uh, tour of Central Texas golf courses is about. We will teach you about that, and we're going to you know, talk to the folks at Westlake Country Club as they come back online. Now, it ain't going to be cheap, I can tell you that, when you want to come back in because, uh, uh, yeah, they're rebranding that. It'll be the WCC uh, to go with you know ACC and Spanish Oaks and Barton Creek and the clubs there, but it's a beautiful golf course. Uh, but either way, as for at the turn, and uh, appreciate the golf stories, we got Tiger Woods struggling 75 yesterday in his first time competing in eight months. He was limping at the end, which, uh, you know, that fused right ankle he's talked about uh, doesn't have any pain anymore. Of course, the ankle that he injured in the car accident. Uh, he was holding his own at the Euro World Challenge with a double bogey from a bush on the par 5 15th, then two more bogeys, um, you know, kind of stumbled in. And that's going to be the question for him, you know, getting, you know, getting back into competition, getting his feet wet. Um, you know, it's just good to see him back out there, quite honestly. He's buffed. And you know he's been he is he looks to be in great shape right now at 47 years old. Uh, Brian Harmon, by the way, Tony Finau led the way there at 567. They're one shot up on the lifetime Longhorn Jordan Spieth. Uh, Spieth entertaining as ever. He only made five pars. He had one stretch of ten holes without a par, so he's either making a birdie or a bogey. It's unbelievable to watch Jordan Spieth. He is a roller coaster, but uh, still finished at four under for the round. Shot 68. Um, you know, think about that. On 18 holes, he shot he had five pars. So he's either making birdies, double, you know, eagles, or bogeys. I mean, he's just all over the place. I'll look at his card here in a minute, but he's a mess. Uh, but fun to watch, without a doubt. So, yeah, round two today, Hero World Challenge in Nassau, the Bahamas. Pretty cool place to play a little golf this weekend. And as we say with our man uh, Omar Uresti with Callahan's General Store and our tour of Central Texas Golf Courses, Omar and I we were out on Monday or Tuesday out at the, uh, the beautiful – Gray Rock Golf Club in South Austin. That's going to be our golf course of the month for the month of December. I'll uh, be looking for our online um, you know, story about its renovation and coming back open in November after being closed through the summertime to redo the greens and some tee boxes and uh, sand bunkers and all kinds of things. Uh, we'll have that for you coming in the month of December, which we are now in now with the first day. Uh, Gray Rock Golf Club will be uh, it's city course, but uh, we, we know with Gray Rock, uh, it's a muni, so it's open to the public. You can play any time, but it also takes memberships. Also, you're, you're kind of a tennis guy, I think, right? They've, they've got a great tennis program out there at uh, Gray Rock. I do love playing tennis. They have pickleball. Yeah, they, have, they have good facilities. Actually, I mean, I'm guessing if, if any, any tennis courts anywhere have, seem, have seemed to be uh, hijacked by pickleball. <laughs> I know, and the tennis players all hate it. Yeah, exactly. Well, pickleball is the fastest-growing sport in the world right now, but, yeah, if you because you, you got everybody wants to play pickleball. That's, I mean, that same thing happened here at Onion Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, that the, you know, the tennis players, oh, come on, man, but, you, you know, you, it's what people want right now. You're going to yeah. give what they're demanding. Uh, but, yes, that's out there at Grey Rock. And Grey Rock is this. Here's what's cool. You know, the city took it over 10, 11 years ago now. It was 2012 when the city took it. And one of the reasons they took it is they, it's, it's city parkland. So it will never be developed, which means there are no houses on the course. Um, there are a couple of houses at one point uh, through a couple of the holes, but um, very little. A lot of, lot of uh, you know, just – Trees and you know wildlife. It's a really really fun course out there at the end of Mopac. They do a great fireworks show too. They do. Like they do. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of the neighborhood cool. fireworks show. It's a cool place. They did they did a great job there. Yeah, this is nice. So get out to Gray Rock and we'll we're gonna be giving away some rounds of golf at Gray Rock and some gifts, cards and such such. That's gonna be our golf course of the month. And uh, Omar, we're rooting for Omar Uresti. He is Austin Golf, the Crockett Cougar, lifetime Longhorn. He's trying to win, trying to get his uh, Champions Tour Q qualifying card. Uh, he'll be doing that this weekend out in Scottsdale, so we'll keep tabs on him uh, for four rounds. Uh, that is At the Turn, brought to you by Callahan's General Store. That's where you want to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round. You want it to look like uh, it looks like out my window here, the 13th tee box at Onion Creek. They can do that. Not only do they have the uh, the materials you need, the fertilizers, 
um, you know, the pre-emergence, all the, uh, the, all the things you need uh, that are the best in the industry, whether it's organic or conventional. They also have the people at Callahan's to teach you and show you how to do it properly at the right times, what amounts, what's going to work right for your yard, your gardens, your uh, wildlife and vegetation. Always at Callahan's General Store right there near the airport, Waffle 183, 501 Bastrop Highway, online at callahansgeneralstore.com. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's day. It's presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's day. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? What is behind that curtain? Well, today it's the Big 12 Championship. Big 12 Championship. And yesterday... It was Steve Sarkeesian uh, meeting the media. He always he does the Monday press availability and then has the Thursday after practice Zoom chat with the assembled media. Uh, can we hear from Sark? This is cut six there, Ty, talking about the satisfaction of making it to the Big 12. He was asked, are you satisfied? Here's Sark, and uh, you know, much like just heard Quan Cosby say, uh, he will be satisfied if they can handle their business for three and a half hours tomorrow. I'll probably be satisfied hopefully at around three o'clock. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I'm not satisfied yet. It, it is. It's been a great journey, and I'm really proud of. I'm really proud of our players, and I'm proud of our coaches, uh, and all parties involved because it it has been a journey, and we had we've had to endure um, some some pretty critical injuries that that maybe not every team has to has to go through. Um, and we've had to endure some really tight games and we, we learned about ourselves and we learned about kind of the makeup of this team. And so the fact that we have this opportunity now Saturday to, to play for a championship, I'm uh, I'm, I'm happy for our, for our players and our staff, because I know how much work that they've put in. I wouldn't go with satisfied yet. Um, if, if we're fortunate enough to, to find a way to win the game Saturday, um, I'll take a moment then to, to take a deep breath and, and to be satisfied. But this is, we put in a lot of work for these, you know, four months of a season and four and a half months of, of really diving into training camp and building the team and, and finding the right schemes and putting players in the right position to be successful and developing depth on our team. And so um, as you go through a season, there's going to be the ups and the downs, and hopefully there's more ups than downs. And hopefully we can grow from some of the tough times that you have. And, and I think that our, that our team has done that. Um, and now we have an opportunity. So um, I'm more pleased and, and happy for, for, for everybody involved that, that we've earned this opportunity. Um, but there's more work to be done. The, the mission is not complete yet. Uh, not complete. Uh, it's been a mission all the way through. One more win to get. By the way, to get the uh, the full Oklahoma State side of this, top of the hour, we're going to talk to Sam Mays. Sam Mays is really good when analyzing football. He played at Oklahoma State back in uh, – earlier than even Quan was at Texas, I believe. I think they're, they kind of crossed paths maybe for a couple of years. But Sam will be with us. He does a tremendous job. We'll talk to him about Oklahoma State and their slow start but resurgence here, winning seven of their last eight games to find themselves in this championship game. Let's hear from Sark behind the curtain on – the injury update, I saw a couple of guys nicked up in the uh, the game with uh, Texas Tech, including Xavier Worthy, C.J. Baxter. Here was Sark's injury report yesterday. Um, uh, the only real injury update is Austin Jordan will not be able to go Saturday. Um, everybody else is pretty status quo from what I, what I touched on on Monday. All right, so Austin Jordan, the backup corner, out. Everyone else status quo, which means C.J. Baxter dealing with a bit of a hip. And Sark even said, Nick, that he could have gone back in the game on Friday of last week. It just was a coach's decision. And Jaden Blue was doing just fine. 
Yeah. Oh, you wonder if that young guy, you know, getting an opportunity with, with Jonathan Brooks' injury, we see more of him tomorrow. I mean, he's got some – he's shown, and Sark has talked about the ability for him to run between the tackles. Remember, Jaden Blue coming out of the Klein area down in Houston was the number one running back in the state. And then he sat out his senior year. Remember, he got it – I mean, the stories are conflicting. Got at odds with the coach or something. And he sat out his senior year and ended up enrolling early at Texas. So you didn't see him, kind of like Quinn yours. You didn't see him. And now he's been playing behind Bijan and Roshan and now Jonathan Brooks and C.J. Baxter. But it's a good player. I mean, he's not the biggest guy, and he's seen as more of an outside threat. But, man, you give him a crease, he can crease it, and he can see you later. Yeah, that that uh, you know they were t- some of the some of the guys on third and Longhorn were talking about that that dual backfield. You put both him and hit Blue and Baxter in that same backfield. That's a tough matchup, and and I think that Did you the, read it? those two combined kind of uh, their skill sets are similar to a Jonathan Brooks. So I think it's like it's it's given us that option. And I mean, gosh, Jaden in the in the screen game looks very good too. And you got him in the screen game, Keelan in the screen game. Those are some nice X factors to have on your offense. All right, let's hear one more. This is cut 10, Ty. I'm on, uh, you know, I believe this is on Quinn Ewers. Because remember, Quinn Ewers last year against Oklahoma State, this three-high defense, struggled. And, you know, that was just such a frustrating game. I was in Stillwater. I say that all the time, but I was there. So seeing it live, and if you've ever been to a game in Stillwater, you're right on top of the field. I mean, you get a really good vantage point of the game. Uh, it's a really cool place to see a ball game, actually, at, at, at Oak State. Uh, just, I mean, it's amazing when you get in there. How, how, it's almost like a basketball gym. Like, you get in, and you're like, man, I am right on top of the floor here. And so you got I – mean, he had open receivers he was missing. The wind was blowing. And the other thing about Stillwater, it's, it's fully enclosed, so the wind swirls. And I don't know that Quinn – there were also talks about that he had a thumb issue that he was dealing with, and he just was off the whole night. Yeah, something was, something was wrong there because he's not – that's not Quinn. Like first play of the game, he had Xavier Worthy on a little crossing route through it, you know, two, three feet behind him. Let's get Jerry to make sure the air conditioning level is low in there so we're yeah, not, this we is, don't get any wind. Well, and he hadn't played in that building until he was since he was in high school, right? Played playing yeah. for state championships at South Lake Carroll uh, back in the day. But this is, uh, I think, this is Sark talking about Kiel Quinn. Let's hear cut ten here, Ty. Yeah, no, I, I think one thing that this team has done is, and we've been doing it since year one, but I think this team really has a great appreciation for those guys because they were there before when you're on a scout team uh, and you're trying to work at your craft. That's why that we give out. Uh, scout team players of the week every Monday to, to continue to celebrate those guys that are working hard. And they've been, they've been part of some, some really cool things, right? They were there, you know, Friday night for that moment for, and some of them got a chance to play and a lot of them didn't. And that's unfortunate. I couldn't get everybody in. Uh, but for Saturday that they do take it in. Um, but more importantly that they provide energy, you know, they're, they, we've all got a role when you, when you get there Saturday and part of their role is to continue to support their teammates and to making sure that, and uh, that they're in good spirits and bringing positive vibes. Um, but also hopefully that they're there to kind of watch the demeanor of those guys that are playing. And, um, you know, I talk a lot about our poise and our composure in which we play, especially on the road. Well, now a lot of those younger players can see that poise and composure uh, come to life in action of how our guys respond and, and how they remain adaptable in game to, to make the necessary adjustments as we go. All right, so that was Sark talking about, uh, you know, you can only dress 70 players in a road game, but they're taking everybody. So that. everybody's traveling. So that was Sark talking about uh, even our scout team, the, the, you know, the guys who won't even play, they're going to be there. And that's, I think that's smart. I mean, you reward them for a great season and everything they've done behind the scenes, but at the same time providing energy on the sidelines, you know, bringing that uh, home feel that you see down there on the field where they're jumping around on kickoffs and things of that nature. Uh, there's Sark on uh, taking everybody, although only 70 
can dress. Uh, we said we'll talk to Sam Mays coming up. So uh, at the top of the hour, so you're feeling good about this. But uh, we, you know, Brett, you know, the kid Presley, the receiver for Oak State, is the guy on offense. I mean, Ollie Gordon is Ollie Gordon. He's the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. Have to be concerned about him. But if you're a Texas fan, you know the Longhorns have, st- have struggled at times in their past defense, right? And Brennan, Brennan Presley is their best receiver. Uh, but he's a little guy. You know, he's like 5'8", 185 pounds, quick. Uh, you're, he's their leading receiver. You're going to have to deal with him and can't let him get loose in those crossing routes. Uh, you know, the other receivers are just okay. As I said, this isn't one of those Mike Gundy teams where they have a Des Bryant or one of those, you know, really dynamic wide receivers. And that can be an advantage because the Longhorns, we'll see if they have Ryan Watts available. He left with that, but it sounds like he's, he's ready to go. I mean, Sark didn't mention him in, in, on the injury report just now. But Ryan Watts, Manny Muhammad, uh, those guys have to have good games here. If they do, I think, uh, especially if they're going to play more of that press coverage they were doing against Texas Tech to let the, the rush get home, uh, they want to make it a long day on, on Allen Bowman, make them one-dimensional and then put, put it in the, in the, kids, the kid Bowman's hands. Yeah, I, th- and I think the injury that, that I'm curious about that no one's really talking about is Quinn's injury. I think you can tell he's had a uh, – they, they've been limiting him on – you can tell he's been told not to scramble, just, just take it and, and go down. Because he hasn't, I don't think he's scrambled since he got injured, and uh, and I think I'm hoping that he's he's back to a percentage. I'm guessing they're gonna let it all hang out and let loose on this one because after this you got, you know, you got a month till your till your next game. So we'll, that's that's one that I'm curious about where he's at. Agreed, agreed. Uh, well, you also mentioned the story earlier, and it's something to bears mentioning because the Longhorns, as Sark just said, we need to win this game. Um, and then we can sit back and Sark will go politic and do what he's got to do for his team. He wasn't against doing that. That it's my job to go politic for my team if we're able to win this game. But uh, how about this? This is from a Twitter account called College Football Alerts, CFB Alerts on Twitter. Florida State quarterback Tate Rodemaker may be out. Out versus Louisville in the ACC championship. Um, the, the line is, is moving, and there's some thoughts that uh, Rodemaker suffered a concussion on a targeting call late in the game against Florida and that he may not clear the protocols. Remember last year when Dylan Gabriel uh, in the Oklahoma te- Texas-Oklahoma game wasn't able. He was down there warming up, but he just he couldn't clear the protocols with the uh, independent neurologist, so he couldn't go. Keep an eye on that. Obviously, Texas fans are rooting like hell for Louisville. Uh, if, the, if, if Florida State has to get all the way down to their third quarterback, who is a true freshman who hadn't played at all, in a championship game against a Louisville team with a really good defensive front and a good pass rush, that's advantage, you know, obviously Louisville, but advantage Texas. Yeah, 100%. And what does that say about your concussion protocols at Florida State? If I mean, we all saw that hit. That hit was – he looked like – and he he wobbled back to the sideline, and they put him right back in. So that's it's a little interesting. If I mean, that was a those. targeting if there ever oh, was. Oh, 100%. I mean, I was pulling 100% for Florida, and that was that was, that was was brutal. And, yeah, I, 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 hope he, I hope the kid's all right. Yeah, me too. But, uh, obviously, Mike Norvell – I mean, think about Mike Norvell right now at Florida State. They're trying to get themselves – and he's going to have to defend his team even if they win, right? Because he's going to have people coming after it saying, you, you know, you don't, and now you may be down to a third quarterback who's a freshman. He was a highly recruited freshman, but it'd be like Arch Manning, this without the last name Manning, but he hadn't played. He hadn't played at all. So it doesn't mean he can't get on the field and, and make things happen. But as we said, I mean, that's a fall. That is a – I mean, this is more than even Quinn Ewers being out for Texas because Jordan Travis, sixth-year quarterback, the entire thing was built around him. It's like Bo Nix at Oregon or um, – you know, insert. I mean, gosh, Michael Penix at Washington. That's how important Jordan Travis is to Florida State. And now they may not even have their second-string quarterback. They could be down to a freshman if he can't clear the protocol. So we'll keep an eye on that. That'll be something to watch today and certainly in tomorrow. It sounds like one of those things, much like last year's Oklahoma game, it may go to kickoff, uh, whether he's going to be able to play or not, uh, if he can clear it. But, you know, it's one of those – 
in this day and age, if he can't clear it, he's not going to be able to play. I'm yeah, just going to have to go with what they've got. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Obviously, tonight's game is Washington and Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. Oregon now a 10-point favorite. That, the game opened up at 7.5 to start. It opened, which means money coming in heavy on Oregon out in the Pac-12. Nick is shaking his head, thinks he, that Oregon is overvalued and overrated. We'll find that out tonight. Can they defend uh, and win a Pac-12 championship with Dan Lanning? And I think secure a spot in the Final Four. Also, tomorrow at 11 is Texas and Oklahoma State. Then 3 o'clock is the SEC game with Georgia and Alabama. And then the two night games, the Big Ten and the ACC. Uh, we'll come back. We'll go off the record. Also remind you where we're going to be this afternoon and tomorrow morning, live in the Metroplex. Uh, today we're coming to you from Austin, Texas, but this afternoon and tomorrow we will be in Big D, Dallas, and Arlington. We'll tell you where. Coming next on Hook Up. Mega doo-doo. I'm sorry. Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break my head cold. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the big east. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Off the record time coming up, uh, Sam Mays talking Oklahoma State football. Cowboys of Oklahoma State, the Cowboys of Dallas. What a wild game last night, over 250 penalty yards. Can the refs get out of the way, please? 19 total penalties, zero punts. But in the end, the Cowboys go 40-plus again at home and beat the Seahawks 41-35. Defense was a problem most of the game, but in the uh, late third quarter and fourth, defense played really well and secured the victory for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we'll talk more about that game coming up as well. All right, off the record, are you a fan uh, or do you know anybody who's a fan of the Golden Bachelor, Nick? Golden Bachelor on ABC? Uh, I, do, I do not. I believe my, my girlfriend watches it. I don't know how much of a fan there. I, I, I skipped that part of the uh, TV time. I mean, obviously when Golden Bachelor becomes a big hit, you know who is still watching, like, the over-the-air television channels, right? Older folks, the people that vote, right? Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> so the, the Golden Bachelor, I think, had its finale last night with uh, – tears and heartbreak and Gary Jerry Turner made his final pick last night so uh, if you're not paying attention that happened and everyone lost everyone <laughs> lost everyone loses my favorite part also, of those shows are Jesse Palmer it just be, yes. like him just being like you all right bro you all right you be okay Jesse being the like, uh, is he good on there <laughs> I mean it's, I get well he was the bachelor remember when he was playing with uh, the giants he was the bachelor that's right that's right and it ended his NFL career like he kind of knew it would but he was a backup quarterback I mean Jesse Palmer played football at Florida and he was playing for I – mean, he, he tells the story. He had to go tell Tom Coughlin. And Coughlin's like, you're doing what? <laughs> it's like, no, you're not. Especially Tom Coughlin. That's and, a and great he, pretty, conversation. He, exactly. I mean, someone is a stickler as Tom Coughlin. <laughs> uh, and so he had to tell him. And he, pretty, he knew it was going to end his career. But it has launched the rest of his life, which he is – I mean, I, most guys out there don't know this, but he does, like, Hallmark shows. He does he, – he, he, I show my wife watches on the, on the uh, baking channel. He made the right decision. Where, like, Christmas cookie contest thing where he's the host of that. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not kidding you. He's doing the rooms-to-go commercials, you know, where he's hawking the furniture. I mean, Jesse Palmer has done well for himself. He's a handsome dude, but he still does the college football. I mean, he still does the dude stuff, but you don't see that he's doing all his other things that all, all, all your wives and girlfriends are watching. Yeah, props to him. Props I mean, to him. He, he found the loophole. He did. Yeah, on National Christmas Light Day, big Christmas light guy in your house. I am not. I need to. I need to do it this year. I get yelled at every year by everyone on our street. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I grew up in a neighborhood in Houston called Prestonwood that is, like, you know, it's a big deal. 
in, in, in all of the Houston. Lights people are. come from all over. Oh, okay. I mean, I think there's probably – my mom, she's listening, will tell me how many homes in Preston. I think it was like 800 homes in the neighborhood. And every street in the neighborhood lights up in, in a different theme. Like every street gets together and comes up with their own theme and, you know, build the, the, the set and build the, the – the, ours was the – my street was the, was the nativity scene. Uh, up and down. Every house has a different – and because most of the street – most of the houses in the neighborhood – most of the streets are cul-de-sac. So you go up and you come back around. And you go up and you come back around. And people come from all over. So this is what I grew up with. Like every every Christmas, you'd have the night of lights. So the lights had to be up, and everyone would go on. And, you know, it was cool. It was a pain in the butt. But at the same time, then for the entire month of December, the neighborhood is just full of cars, like traffic. I mean, you're trying to get in and out of the neighborhood. That sounds horrible. Just get over to your buddy's house. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every single night. So I, I don't do the big Christmas lights. I mean, it's probably why. It was just an every year thing for me. See, I, I my love, parents still do it. I love I Same love house. Christmas lights. I love Christmas. I despise Christmas music, uh, but I but I, I need to be better about putting up lights. I I know. Actually, you know what? I, I'm I, I've got a guy that comes by every month and offers to put up my Christmas lights since September. So maybe I'll just take him up on it. Are yeah. we gonna do the uh, Christmas jingle contest this year? Uh, we haven't talked about that. I didn't talk to Rod when he gets back, but of course, Bucky and I used to do that—the uh, Christmas <laughs> Carol contest. We could we could reinvite, re- revisit that. Right? Are you a big Christmas light guy, Ty? Uh, no. It just reminds me of having to put them up when I was little. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, I will say is, and it's, it's something to be proud of. When it's all up, it's pretty cool. Like the whole neighborhood. I mean, it's amazing. Like because they give they bring in like famous people, the news anchors, and they judge it. And there's a street of the year every year, and that kind of stuff. Win prizes. It's fun. I like that the, na- it, the streets get together. Oh, That's it's great cool. for the neighborhood. It's yeah. great for the neighborhood. You get to know your neighbors. You know, doing a project together. Uh, but yeah, that's that was kind of a pain as a kid growing up. All right, we'll come back. Uh, National Christmas Light Day. It's day one of December. Uh, it's also uh, Texas and Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve title game. We'll talk to Sam Mays coming next.